to the Thinking Pilates podcast, where show after show, we bring you a different way to think about teaching Pilates. We make you dig deep, ask the tough questions, and keep unraveling the rich layers of teaching movement. I'm Chantel Lopez, founder of Skillful Teaching, an international education company just for Pilates and movement teachers, and author of Moving Beyond Technique. I am so gratefully joined in this delightful and crazy endeavor by my sometimes co-host and podcast co-founder, master teacher and mentor, Deborah Colway, as well as the brilliant and funny consummate explorer of movement and people, James Crater. Welcome everybody. This is the Thinking Pilates podcast and I'm Chantel Lopez. I am here this morning with James Crater, the fantastic and amazing and the equally fantastic and amazing Anula Myberg. Hello, darlings. How are you? Hi. Hey, great to be on with you guys. This has already been um, a totally entertaining conversation off, uh, off, <laughs> well, not technically off recording, but um, officially on recording now. I'm going to immediately hand the mic, uh, proverbial mic, over to James and... Um, James is going to introduce Anula just briefly, and then we're going to dig in. I'm super excited to uh, have Anula on the podcast. We have been online friends for probably what, a couple of years now, Anula. Mm-hmm. The only yep. like real life, three dimensional friends for <laughs> not, not even a, not even a year, but I feel like we became really fast friends, especially like after our, <laughs> especially after our. <laughs> whirlwind tour of LA and Santa Barbara a couple of months ago. Um, And I felt like I really got to know you, you know, like when you're spending like five days with someone trapped in little hotel rooms, you kind of get sharing beds, sharing (laughs) beds, sharing beds, literally lots lots of breakfast meats and hamburgers. Oh my God. So much. (laughs) Bathrooms and beds. Bathrooms and yeah. beds make friends forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or well, enemy or enemies someone, forever. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> or end the friendship. Yeah. Right. It c- yeah immediately. When right. When your bed is literally stepped away in from front of the bathroom. Yeah. You you become very good friends with someone. And so this is a great I, topic. <laughs> <laughs> already an award winning podcast. We'll get yeah. there. Um, we'll get there. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like I really got to understand you as a person a little bit differently and then see your see your work differently. And I've, I've had the chance to see, to be a part of your Pilates Anytime experience on a couple of occasions now and take a workshop with you. And um, I feel like, I feel like the work you present on social media and sort of out there is wonderful and fun work, but there's like a total richer, deeper level to you that I think people would be really, really interested in exploring. And that's sort of why that's, I was that's kind. adamant mm-hmm. about getting you on the podcast. Yeah. That's, that's a kind thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a really rich, wonderful vein of not just like exercise, but of like thinking behind your work. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of mm-hmm. what I wanted to kind of uh, talk about, talk about today. So, Curious if you can tell us a little bit about your history and how you um, how you got where you are today, and you can sort of interpret that question however you'd like. If you want to go into like you as a person history or just your Pilates history, whatever you think is yeah. important for people to understand. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that the Pilates history um, is sort of become less of an interesting thing to talk about, and the and the personal history is somehow always more interesting. I mean, I, I moved to New York uh, probably 17 years ago at this point, and I thought I would be Andy Warhol, um, <laughs> but like a woman, <laughs> and, and opposed to a gay man. And, um, which is, you know, whatever, potato, potato. And then yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, like I'll move to New York and I'm going to have like my own factory and all these amazing characters will just come in and out. And I was 18 and I was sure that that's just what was going to happen. And so most of my life I was just working towards being some kind of artist. Of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever that means. And mm-hmm. the Pilates interest came along and there was just no way that those two things would be divorced from one another. So, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So with that, I think there's a lot, a lot there. I mean, I think, I think probably a population does know, but maybe not everyone knows that you're like an educated photographer. Like that's what you went to school for. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of see it in, I mean, like, I can definitely see it in your work, but I think that will be important. I mean, I think that gets really, really important for, for how you present your work. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, Anula is not, uh, was not born in the U.S. So you were originally from Israel and yeah. moved over here, um, which I think is also important to your work because, um you know, kind of off off topic, like something I didn't mention earlier, is so many. I'm finding more and more and more interesting movement work coming out of Israel. You know that um, Hadar Schwartz, mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you have uh, Jonathan Hoffman. You've got a lot of That's really right. interesting movement stuff. So what what the hell is in the water over there? Like you guys are doing yeah, I mean, really like, yeah. It's 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 always been a really good place for art um, and dance and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense that, um, you know, all the great art, Israeli artists, writers, singers, all that um, would be also interested in movement modalities and spend time learning and inventing. And, like, it just seems like sort of a, like the norm to me. Like, people are, that's, that's just kind of like, that part the of culture. the population is just like, yeah, it's like, you know, that seems normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's really wonderful. You know, it's sort of like uh, a, a lack of deviation between science and art, you know, like the merger yeah. of, of, of science and art. That's, I've always found that really, really interesting. Um, and you can kind of see that in your work where it's not, it's not one or the other. It's kind of a mixture of both, which is just really yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. So, Thinking beyond, like, uh, uh, is it, in, <laughs> is it really interesting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, because I think, you know, again, um, you know, you present your work as, as art more frequently than not. Uh, but there yeah. is a, a, a really, you, you do have a, a very detailed understanding of, of kinesiology and movement mechanics um, yeah, you sort of don't talk about. Seems, I mean, it's, yeah, it seems it's, the same. It's, it's you know what I mean? Yeah, like it seems like that. Like 
you don't kind of need to talk about it because like they're one and the same. Like if you really are interested in your, I don't know, like if I'm really interested in my craft, um, I'm going to go like real, hopefully real deep and into it, whatever that means. Like I'm trying not to make like too big of a generalization, but like, yeah, the same way you study art, um, you know, it depends on where you start counting, right? Like you start counting at like cave paintings or do you start mm. counting art history at like modernism? Like it's the same with movement. Like how far back are you going mm-hmm. um, in your interest? Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of tackle everything like an art history class. Like, like do we go back to like who invented the squat or do we go as far back as the birth of Mr. Pilates or do we go as far back as like, you know, Isadora Duncan? Like, like where do we go? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's an interesting question for me. Mm. Yeah. I don't have an answer yeah. for. <laughs> I didn't like, expect it to Do you mean like in terms of where the perspective from which you feel like you gather, um, you know, insight or, or do you mean like, yeah, that plus. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like how far back do we like start studying and and what sort of matters and, and like, what are we putting, like, what is valuable to you or to, let's say to me personally as a movement practitioner Mm -hmm. uh, to delve into, like how far do I want to nerd out about things? Yeah. Um, And I kind of don't know that there's a limit um, of how far back I want to go. And then like how laterally I want to go within each step of like how movement is developed. Like, do we go primal like James does? And, you know, do we go dancey? Do we go, you know, like, just like different eras of, you know, art history. Like, do we go like cubism? Like it's just like, it's never like my brain, like never stops thinking about what we're doing in relation to the context of the time that we're in, Mm -hmm. Um, which is really what art historians do. Art doesn't live without a context. Right. Um, It doesn't have meaning without a context. So things are only meaningful within the time that they were created. So if you look at like, you know, I don't know, something like the, like the very famous, like urinal of Marcel Duchamp and like, you know, like now you put it in the, you know, in the museum and then be like, oh, that's a urinal. But at the time it was shocking, right? Mm -hmm. The same with movies and the same with TV and the same with music. Like Dylan goes electric, right? Like it's shocking, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the same thing with like what we're doing. Like there's that like moment where you like, you look at somebody moving a certain way, um, where it's been done this one way and we're all like, what, you know, uh, to me, it's the same, you know, there's no real difference between Dylan going electric and then somebody putting a both on the reformer. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's that same sort of reactionary, like shocking, interesting, anger making moment, um, that is what makes this work lively. Um, if what, like, what would the world look like if, you know, I don't know, like none of those things happen, uh, those like mm-hmm. pinnacle moments in, in like pop culture, Here, it would be in a really different place. Yeah. You know, I'm having this interesting, uh, 
maybe just insight about you, Nula, since I don't have the same kind of personal experience with you as James does, but, you know, some of the things that yeah. I, you know, following you and, and reading what you've re- written and um, quotes and things, I feel like there's something very interesting about this. And I don't know if this is actually true, but it feels like this is beautiful. This is like kind of a beautiful thing, right? The thinking about context and how powerful it is in terms of what we're offering or what we're teaching. What I think is interesting about what you're doing and, and, and it is, I do think it's interesting. And I think it's, you know, obvious that it's interesting to others, um, just by the number of followers that you have and, um, the kind of activity that, you know, the buzz around what you're doing is that, you know, it's a lot, I think a lot of what happens in our industry and not certainly not limited to, to our profession, but every, everything is that we get, we choose a context as you're saying, like you never know how far back to go, like from what perspective, you know, to, to gain insight is that, that people. Yeah. And then you don't know your context until like a hundred years later do you know what I mean like you don't know like what context things are in until they were given context by somebody like later on right but I think Um, people go back and they they prescribe to a context and then they get very rigid in that context and and then and then it, it you know it then it just becomes exclusionary and it becomes limiting and I think what I see in the work that you're doing is that the context is important and valuable, but it's not a fixed, uh, it's not a fixed, like definable no. right or wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we can be malleable. Um, I mean, we can't change where we are in time, let's say like we're not time travelers, but we can sort of like imagine things. Uh, we could be more imaginative, I think is the way I think about it. Um, where you could imagine that, like what's shocking to you now um, or interesting to you now and the same level will be interesting or less interesting later. Like, like think about like, you know, like I think movement is the same thing that we're experiencing with cell phones, you know, like, like our, we're sort of <laughs> changing the way we're moving in relation to this machine. Totally. Right? And we're not going to know the actual ramifications of what this is doing to the body until a hundred years from now right. or more, right? Like people uh-huh. are going to start getting like real deformed, <laughs> like uh-huh. it's like they're glued to this like you know little piece of plastic, um, and like what what is that going to do to us? But that's sort of like how I think curious minds are all the time. Like yeah. I don't think this is special to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I'm not coming up with any of these thoughts, you know. No, but I think you are one of the first people to sort of bring that to, uh, you know, Pilates definitely, and maybe even um, fitness movement in general. Um, and it's sort of like, do you see yourself like as you're talking? I'm like, I wonder if she sees herself more as a provocateur or a curator uh-huh. of of movement. So do you, do you think your movement work is more provocative or like a curation of possibilities? I mean, I think it's provocative only because like it, there are people that are sort of living in, um, I would say like the pre-Raphaelite time Mm -hmm. of, of time, you know? Uh, So Mm -hmm. it's provocative because like they're, they're, we're like living on different planes of existence. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's provocative to like, you know, a 20 year old just graduating from like a progressive Pilates program. You know, like it depends yeah. on who's looking. Um, yeah. I think some people are not finding my work provocative at all. Like they're mm-hmm. probably like, yeah, I'm doing that too. Mm. Um, yeah. better. <laughs> and isn't and isn't that always the case though? I mean, it's just it is yeah. always uh, you know a, a, it's a matter of perspective and context. Uh, so it's going to mean different things to different people. I think, yeah, you know, so, so it's yeah, it's provocative to someone, and then like so super boring to someone else. Well, the same is true for the work for sure. that I do and the work that James does. You know, yeah. I think it's exactly yeah. yeah. Um, so that leads me into uh, my next question. Um, like, what is it in your brain or with your intention, what is it that you really do and how do you describe your work? Uh, well, I think you said it like two seconds ago, which is like, I think it's, um, I'm a choreographer. So, but like, you know, a choreographer in the sense that, um, you're a composer or, um, um, some kind of like orchestrator of movement. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily defined. Like, it, I think that's like the, the the nicest way to define it. So <laughs> I want I, when I when people leave my hour of teaching or my class, I want them to feel like they were led through a series of movements that had some kind of personal meaning to them, mm-hmm. um, like like a dance or like a well like a like an interestingly composed photograph or um a bunch of paint on a canvas that you know somehow is abstract but still made you feel a certain way um Mm -hmm. maybe it's negative maybe it's positive but like it like it's intentional directive movement um that that isn't necessarily any Thing is, you know, it's, it goes under the umbrella of Pilates because um, the principles of what Mr. Pilates had in mind are upheld in full integrity. Um, but they're maybe not necessarily exercises that Mr. Pilates taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm following a leader, uh, which I definitely believe that, you know, that's like, I believe that that's what I'm doing. Um, and I'm following his, his thought process and honoring, um, many of his concepts, but making them, um, uh, fit the time in which we live in now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in my I'm, opinion, um, you know what I mean? Like in my opinion, opinion only. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm someone who listens, like words really matter to me. And so the way you began to describe that, you know, sort of correlating it to, you know, your, your, your classes to art and <clears throat> music and dance and paintings, um, there is a, both an objective and a subjective experience with that. You know, it's like, yes, mm-hmm. this is the piece of art. This is the color on the canvas. This is the stroke I chose, composition, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't really mean anything living on its own it only means something from a subjective experience with that Mm -hmm. Uh and i think Mm -hmm. um you know that's that's a really interesting thing to say because it's like yes i'm doing i'm doing the pilates principles but what i want you to get out of it 
is your experience of of this. So right. it's more about the student. And I think that's a really um, cool, beautiful way to look at it. Totally. Because like, you're sort of like composing a song for your student, you know, and that's mm-hmm. sort of like, like, you know, like, I don't know, it's nice to think of like Kathy Grant's song, you know, it's mm-hmm. like everything comes from something. Um, so I don't think ideas come in from like the ether. So every, every experience that you've ever had influences how you do your job, even if you're non, like a relatively non-creative person, right? Like everything you do influences everything you do. Um, you don't live in a vacuum, you know? So, so it would be strange to me to go into the studio and, um, follow some kind of set of stricter rules uh, mm-hmm. because the body in front of me is so different than the body before that. So why, like, it just doesn't make sense to to go a certain yeah. way. And I, I don't really think that um, that's going against any kind of traditionalist, you know, like provocatory kind of, you know, anger-making thing. It's just, like, a choice. You know, they're, they're like, there are these words, right? So so choreographer, you know, James is talking about, like, the power of words and listening to that. Like, being a choreographer, being creative, you talk a lot about, um, well, like, I'm just looking at something you posted on Instagram, Anula, uh, which was your myth-busting, the myth-busting your Pilates practice tour, restoring and advancing confidence on and off uh, on and beyond the mat. And then this quote from you um, in the Pilates style blog, I'm inviting people to come practice being better at life without any spiritual or nutritional component. I think it's so interesting to me because there are people who get totally up in arms about like, it's this way, it's only this way. And you can only call it Pilates if you do it this way. And for me, it's like, if you think about, to me, I just feel like everything's creative everything's creative. We're just creating all the time. The moment you get up out of bed, the moment you speak, the moment you take a breath, like you're creating something you're in, like that's yeah, being you're alive. You're feeding your kids, you're feeding yourself. Yeah. You're, you're, you're you know, in, you're, you're, you're breathing. Yeah. You're you know? in the creative process. And it's interesting though, that it feels like to me, there are, there are these different ways, right. Of, of bringing creativity kind of into existence and your approach is honor the moment be, be with what's in front of you, you know, use the tenets of this method to create something that makes you feel something like makes you feel more alive. My experience on the other end with a lot of classical teachers is that, and it depends on the teacher totally, but I think that can be said about contemporary teachers too, is that they're just going about it from a different perspective, right? They're using, it's like some artists need the perfect space with their paints all totally in the right place and perfectly full and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything just exactly right. And that's where they need to create from that place. I think that for a lot of classical teachers and I'm speaking, you know, mostly I think of Deborah, but I I know several, but Deborah talks about this, like you use the framework to then open yourself up to the potential and of course, not everybody right. does that, but I just think there's this really beautiful thing. It's like, we don't have to be at odds with one another, you know, whatever we identify with no. or, 
but that really we're all just creating. And I just think it's so cool because I do think your work is kind of, and this conversation in particular is like bringing that to light. Like it's, we're just all creating. Yeah. Like, I just, it's fascinating well, I mean, to me. Yeah. Cause it's interesting that you bring that up because I spent, like I went over to Deborah's, uh, Deborah Lesson's loft yesterday. And I just, I said to her, look, like I want a lesson and, and all that good stuff. But um, I actually just want to sit here and I want to talk to you about some things. And I want you to name names. And uh, we, and I made her, like, this poor woman, you know, like, I might <laughs> make her sit down. She's like, I just want to speak in springs. Just put your feet like, in the straps. Exactly. She's like, where's, like, Starfalls? And I'm like, no. You know, like, who, what's wrong with, like, Pilates, you know? Uh, and she was just like, you know, she was sort of amenable and, and super gracious and, and interested in having this conversation. And like, the more we had the conversation about like what it is that I wanted to talk about, which is like, what's the problem, Deborah? You know, like I'm sitting there like with my, you know, pen and paper and I'm like trying to write down her thoughts. And, and like, I keep, she's like, what's, what are you trying to ask me? And I'm like, what's the problem? What is the problem? Like, what is the problem? And I kept like, and being like, no, no, listen, what's the problem? Um, <laughs> let me rephrase that. So there's a problem, what is it? You know? <laughs> and, and, and she, you know, every time I asked the question, she answered more in depth and, and, and more thoughtfully. And uh, she understood what I was trying to ask. And I, and I didn't really, I, I just asked the same question 1,500 different ways. Um until we ran out of physical time in the day. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was a really satisfying exchange because I was like, Deborah, like, what? Like, what? You know, like, why can't it just, like, why can't it just be? Like, what, like, why can't we just do stuff and, and not, like, be so worried or, or something or confused or be accused of something yeah. or be a party against another party or, like, you know, should we, like, be on an island alone with, like, our thoughts? Like, what, what, like, should we kill ourselves? Like, what's the thing? Like, what's the answer? Like, should I jump out of your loft? Like, what, what do I need to do? What is my generation of teachers supposed to do? Like, we're a few generations removed from the source. You know, like, none of us had met Mr. Pilates. Like, our, some of our teachers have never met Mr. Pilates. Like, can we just do the thing and call it the thing and then move on with our lives? and stop having this boring conversation. And she was like, like, if you take a session with Deborah Lesson, like, you're not going by any order other than Miss Lesson's order, you know? <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with any other order that I've encountered from any classical, non-classical, traditional, blah, blah, blah situation. So the springs are to her specifications. The push-through bars to her specifications. It is not a grot machine um you know like which is what we associate classical with right uh and i was like like and i definitely on the record with with permission to go on the record there is what everybody else is doing and then there was this let's say the r word right um <laughs> i can't even say it. it's like voldemort um <laughs> like afraid you know what I mean? Like, I'm afraid that, it'll, like, like, it'll, like something bad will happen to me if I say it. And um, Beetlejuice, you know? 
lots of expletives right now. I mean, I just feel like for heaven's sakes, yes. Yeah. Can we just all get over it and get on with it? I mean, I value, yeah. I value all of the lineage stuff. Like, of course, it's, you know, it's like powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. and interesting and lovely, but. Well, it's all, it, it's, it's all really, really, you know, all the lineages are interesting. And I think to get it back to that, um, like creative standpoint, um, yeah. you know, it would make sense, Anula, that 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 is the conversation you'd want to have with with Deborah Lesson, and that is the yes. conversation you want to bring to the point because you are a you are a photographer and and you are a self portrait photographer and a photojournalistic photographer. So you are interested in your art. Your art form in general is interested in truth. Your art form is interested in what is happening right, right now. now. Yeah. And, and the masters. Yeah, you know, I'm interested in my masters. Yeah, and an like I want to, I want to talk about Rembrandt, and I want to talk about, you know, like all the things that have led to post, post, postmodern art, right? But uh, uh, it's not like, like I want to be reverent to that because mm-hmm. uh, they're interesting to me, but I don't and think that I have to be them. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And and so and so and that's just a different version of being interested in art, right? Like there are right. there are um, realistic oil painters out there who are trying right. to um, copy and to right. and, then, and then synthesize as their endeavor, as their life endeavor, because that's what gets them jazzed. Right. Do you know what I mean? And like so, they're super so jazzed about getting that. Yeah. Exactly. And so it would make sense that you have classical Pilates instructors who yes. are searching for like what is the most authentic version of Absolutely. This like, totally. what did Absolutely. Want? Yeah. And then there are other people who are like, That's cool, I can I can appreciate that as, as a reference, but I'm more interested right. in like what can this foot do on this floor right, right. now? Right. And right. what and right. what does that bring to the picture? So in all of that makes sense to me. Like, it really... Um, well, then there's, you know, there's the Rembrandt of the world, and then there's the Andy Warhol of the world. Totally. Right? And then, you know, and it, and it doesn't mean that, like, one... Like, uh, sure, like, you can like one more than the other, and you can have a personal opinion. Like, that's like that's awesome. But, like, not everyone's going to be a Rembrandt. So it doesn't yeah. mean that Andy Warhol didn't exist. Well, and it's you awesome. know? It, the conversation <laughs> should be, too... Rembrandt is not better than Warhol, and Warhol was not better than Rembrandt. Or you could different. say that, right? You could say that you 
you you think that one is better than the other, and then you said it, and then we all heard you, and then we all still have to do what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm totally, like, totally, like, aware and um, respectful of that opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. You can have that opinion. And I'm still going to do what I'm going to do, but, but, like, why can't you be, like, over on this lane having this opinion, which I respect, because I'm not doing anything that's, like, threatening your Rembrandtness. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? God. Like, I'm not doing anything that, like, Andy Warhol wasn't like, well, I'm going to fuck Rembrandt up. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's already died. <laughs> you know, he was already, like, long dead, and yeah. he already made the impact that he made. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. there's, they, 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 they can't pick a fight with one another. They're both dead, you know? So, like, the, like he wasn't like, I'm going to rumble with, like, all these guys using oil paint, you know? Like, no. Like, he was like, I'm going to do this thing. And I yeah. studied Rembrandt in art yeah. school, as yeah. I should. And then I went and I did this other thing, which didn't go against him in any way. Mm-hmm. In any way. I knew so, like, he wasn't like, fuck fuck the masters, you know? Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing because I'm interesting and I'm from Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is where I'm from, so I'm going to make this art. Um, I live in, like, this time. Yeah. So, so I feel, this is, I definitely care about this. Yeah. Obviously, because I, totally. you know, obviously, obviously this is a passion. Yeah, yeah I clearly yelled at you guys for no reason. Well, I just, it's such a powerful conversation to be having. I mean, it's the conversation to be having, I think. Not that we should preoccupy ourselves with it, you know, because as you say... No, like, we should have the conversation, but also, like, like I think the, the end of the conversation is, yes, like, Rambert existed. He did an amazing job with, like, what he did because he's a master of his craft. We acknowledge it. We studied it. You can still do that if you want to do that. We're not, like, there's no against, there's no, like, there's no opposition. Right. You know, so there's, like, a fight with, like, minus the conflict. <laughs> it just feels you know, so totally like true. You have a fight when you're not actually in conflict with anything. Yeah, like, it's not it feels, conflicting. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you posted something on Instagram. I don't know when it was, but it was a quote. Uh, that from you says because lifting each other up is way more fun. I just think like that's the end of the conversation. Like that's the bottom that's line. Right. That is just the bottom line. Like that is the end of the conversation. It, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, hopefully yeah. it's yeah. not the end of this conversation, but it is. It is. No, no, it's the end yeah. of the conversation because like because there's no nowhere else more interesting to go with the conversation. So I feel like I want to put like a period at the end of it at this point and, you know, with all of our lives and say like the, the end of the conversation is this is like being more interested in each other is just more interesting. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just at the end of the day, like the more interesting thing is to be interested um, mm-hmm. and non-dismissive. Yeah. And then like, then do whatever the heck you want. Like, I actually don't care what the studio next door to me is doing. It's, it's non-threatening to me. Right. Um, I'm curious sometimes. I'll go take a class. I like it. I don't like it. Whatever. Like, live live your life. Enjoy the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, so, 
And I think it brings up, yeah, you know, I think it brings up a lot of, um, a lot of what is the problem um, yeah. in that whole semiotics thing, right? Like if I say teaser, yeah. like it automatically brings up, in your brain, you already have, well, teaser should look like this. You know, the average person. Right. I see Lisa body, Hubbard doing a teaser. Yeah. And my hands are this and I'm this. And that image right. might be very different than, like, my image of that or someone else's right. image of that. But we're all kind of, we're all trying to talk about the same thing using a right. word that does not mean the same thing to all of us yeah. and then getting angry. Well, we can agree, yes, but we can agree that, like, when I say teaser, most Pilates teachers, right, are going to see in their mind, uh, like, like the beautiful Lisa Hubbard doing a teaser on top of a grand piano, right? <laughs> and then, because <laughs> she's a wonderful, gorgeous human being, and she's, like, the platonic ideal of the, like what that movement in our in a collective like. imagination should look like, right? right? And that should is in quotes. And that she just yeah. like like is a gorgeous human. And um, and then when I do the teaser, let's say next to that, that it looks like a potato, <laughs> right? Um, but I'm still doing the same thing, and it's still called the same thing, and it would still be written the same way. So like, is it? Pilates when I do it, you know, um, with uh-huh. my own physical form, uh, is the question that I've been grappling with since, like, I started teaching. Like, when I do it, it looks like this. And when, like, mm. someone else does it, it looks like that. Um, but we all agree on what it needs to look like. And then I'm kind of like, the, like, okay, so it needs to look like this, but it looks like this on 1% of the population. So does it need to change or should we all still be trying to look like this thing that we don't look like like we all look like trees and they're all these apples but there's only one percent of apples but it also brings up the the question of (laughs) is the movement is is the purpose of the movement the form or the function of the movement you know like is the teaser the actual form or is the teaser the function of the movement um, which could be come up and touch your toes. It could be sit on your butt with right. nothing else touching the floor. It could be, you know, any, <laughs> right. you know, any number of, of Yeah, things. it's endless. It's a, it's, a, it's a dark hole that I go down in every night with a lot of booze. Like, this is what I like. Like, like, this conversation that we're having right now is what it's, like, inside of my head all the time. <laughs> So, like, the people that have, like, like, have already, like, turned this podcast off because they're, like, what are these people even talking about? Like, I just wanted to, like... I guarantee you nobody has turned the podcast off. Nobody. But do you know what I mean? Like, the people that are, like, oh, God, they're getting real, like, heady about it. Uh, Um, I think... These are, you know... Those are our people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, our our people are the nerdy ones. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, but I'm thinking, like, you know, like, in my... Yeah, in my heart... Like, this is, like, I go home, and I'm, like, what am I doing? Like, Deborah Lesson, what are we doing? Are we teaching people to do teasers, or are we teaching them to move? And she's, like, no, you're teaching them to breathe. You're teaching, <laughs> you're teaching them yeah. to breathe doing this, and you're teaching them to breathe doing this. And yeah. you're teaching them like, to breathe that sitting down. That wasn't, on the, yeah. that wasn't on the checklist. Yeah, right. No, I right. didn't get that part of the manual. Where yeah. it says that I'm teaching intent. people to breathe in different relationships to gravity. Right. Intentive exercise, um, breathe. Intentive exercise, breathe. Intentive exercise, right? Every single one. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's, and then, you know, and I'm like, what am I, what is this job? Like, what is this job? And then like, why do we need to, like, why do we feel like as a community that we like have like, like all this need to talk about it so much? Like you put a couple of quality instructors together in the room and like, they're, they're going to talk about like their kids and their life for about like five minutes and that's it. Like, that's all they got. And then the rest the rest is going to be plotty talk. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's because outside of our industry, the conversations are really are really kind of boring. No one else cares. But I feel that way about, like, every job, right? Like, I listen to my friends right. off jobs, and they want to talk about insurance. And I'm like, and no one else mm, cares. You don't. No one yeah, else exactly. cares. And no, so, no like, one else cares. Communal conversation. So, of course, if you've got a bunch of plotty people, it's like, you know, geeking out. Yeah, but like we're like obsessed. We're like obsessed. <laughs> we we are obsessed. It is. Oh, because um, I think we're I think not really talking. We're not really talking about Pilates. I think the accountant comes home and 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 hangs up his hat and talks about something else. I yeah. I mean, do you yeah. Um, I personally don't come home and talk. And about like has hobbies. Has <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> They don't. They don't leave. They don't leave their their office and go back to their office to do more of their office yeah. thing. Right. <laughs> and not to belittle anybody, but it's like I just don't think that like the like the you know I don't know why I'm picking on accountants, but like I just don't think that he comes home and is like, oh yeah, like do you want to talk about like more like tax laws? You know, like they're like no, let's like talk about sports and like this book I'm reading, and it's like no. But part of that, too, is, like, an accountant kind of knows the job, right? Like, the job is laid out. This is what I do when I go to work. Right. This is what accountants do. And I think that's uh-huh. the point. You know, we're having a conversation about what is it, you know, not just us here, but, like, I think the community in general, especially right now, is having yeah. a conversation of what is it that we're doing? Like, what is right. it that we are doing when it's we go crisis. to work? It's a crisis. I think it's a crisis. I don't think it's a conversation. Yeah, I think it's, it's like... Yeah. It feels critical, um, yeah. and it feels it feels um, very scary. Like there's a, like there's a scary component to it. There's anxiety associated yeah. with the conversation. Um, it doesn't feel like a friendly. I think you know, Anula. Yeah. It's like uh, it feels like an identity crisis, right? I mean. You talked yeah. about that yeah. too in your in your um, Pilates style blog. It, it really beautifully, um, and the and the paragraph starts with "What's the problem?" Uh, the problem is that there is no colloquial cultural understanding around Pilates because, as a general rule, Pilates teachers live in fear of not being something enough, not traditional enough, not innovative enough, not interesting or authentic or intellectual or rehabilitative enough. So where there is a sense of lacking, there is also a void. The void is filled with fear. The fear feeds itself into infinity. And instead of Pilates being sexy and accessible, it's strict and intimidating. You know, I, it, it is interesting because to me, and James has heard me say this and other people have heard me say this, and I don't give a flying, you know, flipper yeah. about Pilates yeah. as, as a thing. Like I don't, I, it's like I do it and I love it and I f- see value in it, but it's just a vehicle for moving. It's always just been a right, vehicle for moving. It. Yeah. So to and, me, and that's the conversation about like, um, sort of the, the, like 
like if you're using a camera or if you're using a canvas or if you're using a dance studio, if you're using, you know, music, right? It doesn't really matter. It's all means to an end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but I think so, it is that so we're like, caught. Pe- yeah. I mean, what you're speaking to, I think, I mean, what I hear from teachers all the time is this constant panicky, like, I need to know the difference between contemporary and classical. And am I, which one am I? And which one am I going to be? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to identify? And I'm always like, well, I'll help you understand from my perspective what the intent of each one is. And then why do you need to be either one? I don't think, I don't feel like I, I mean, I can teach both, but but, but right. I, I don't feel like I need to choose. But I do think what you're describing is true is we fix we're fixated on needing to be identified with, you know, like one identify ourselves as Pilates teachers, but we don't really know what that means. And, and we're, yeah, we've, we're like desperate to understand it as if it were the thing we needed to really understand to be effective, right. Or powerful or potent or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like it would, like it's a condition of, the the reason to live you know what I mean like you just like you're looking for like like an ultimate truth and then like once you get it you'll sort of be satisfied which I, you know isn't really the case because you're just going to spend the rest of your life trying to find the truth and like not live yeah. right so like I'm so preoccupied with like trying to find like the answer I don't think I'm ever really doing anything and yeah do you know what I mean like I don't feel like I'm doing yeah. anything terrible you know, it's like, what what am I yeah. really doing here? It's like, there's always that next it's, level. It's too existentialism. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally, um, like, totally. It, it's, like the, it's like the Camus of, like, movement. You're like, but, like, it's so futile. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's another realm of, of purgatory underneath all of this. Yeah, like, once you die, it's just, like, more life. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Jeez. That's that what is. it feels like to me. I'm like, I'll find the answer, and then I'll be like, oh, I spent my whole life looking for the answer, and then like I didn't really do anything, and I'm like, sort of like a fraudulent. Well, we're see. Yeah. We're, I mean, not to be too esoteric, but I do feel like it has a bit to do with the general human condition, right? I mean, we're seeking meaning, and so for sure, in our small way, Pilates teachers are seeking meaning, just like the human population seeks meaning out of religion, right? Like needing to identify as being, you know, you know, identify with the race, identify with the religion, identify. I mean, we do this in all these ways. It's like our way of seeking meaning. It's to, it just feels like this is just some version of the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, and it's also sort of this stuff. That's that's why like there's a photo project. Like that's why like everything, like each season has its own uh, photo project that, you know, like I feel compelled to make because I'm like, like that's my way of like finding the truth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like I feel like I have, like, like the only time I feel like I'm getting nearer to it is if I'm like doing something super like weird with movement. Um <laughs> To kind of get to get you out of like the dogma of whatever it is that you're doing eight hours a day with your mind, you know. Well, like just you to look at it. Be, 
Yeah, to provide a different way of looking at something that has become actually kind of mundane for most of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's the same movement over and over again. But here's a different lens with which, you know, to kind of to kind of look at that. Um, and so you kind of, you said it, you said the word fraudulent a, a few sentences ago, and I'm just wondering mm-hmm. with as much with as much love that comes your way, do you still feel like your work is, or have you ever felt that your work is fraudulent? Or like, oh, totally. kind of like all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, like constant. <laughs> How so? Do you feel like it's, um, is it, is it, uh, maybe, maybe more than how so, at what level? Like as in, um, as is this like prime like the, or is it? I feel like, you know, because, I don't, like, I think that, like, it comes from, like, the very core of, like, my bone marrow, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because, like, I don't have the right Pilates pedigree or Mm -hmm. DNA or body or fat content um, (laughs) or lack thereof, Uh, uh, that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, fraudulent from the, like, pun intended, from the core, you know, Uh Like, like, everything I'm doing is, like, you know, like, sort of, like, the court jester of of what it is that we're all doing. Hmm. You know, like, I'm, I'm sort of entertaining, and, you know, um, but it's not, it's not, like, the real thing. Huh. Somehow. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally get that as a, uh, as a thinking process, but from an yeah. outside perspective, and it, and it brings up another question, too, of, um, you know, because you have chosen to present so much of your work via social media, um, mm-hmm. and and the culture we live in is a a, a selfie culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oftentimes your work comes. I think oftentimes your work could easily be perceived as there's just another selfie of me doing mm-hmm. Pilates. Um, I view it as self-portraiture, and it's funny that you mentioned Warhol to begin with, because that's one of the things that it has always reminded me of, of, you know, uh, either Cindy Sherman's work or Andy Warhol's or Avedon's mm-hmm. work, you know, where it's the, the person doing the thing. Um, it's like 90% of the thing, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so... But that's just postmodernism uh, in general, right? So, like, yeah, postmodernism, yeah. right, is, is just that. Like, who made the work is just as important as what the work was. Yes. Um, so, you feel like a black lesbian makes the work that sort of, like, matters, right? <laughs> yeah. And we're post-post that now. But, like, yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, the media needs to serve a purpose. So, like, we are, like, I'm sort of aware that we live in selfie culture and to ignore that is would mm-hmm. be weird. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But I think um it's uh it's surprising for me to hear that you would perceive the work as sort of gesturous, you know, like uh like yeah. whimsical in yeah, that way. Feels, yeah. Yeah. When really there is a you know uh, on the surface there is there's definitely a humor to it. There is definitely a uh, a lightness on the surface, but like at a deeper level, there's like a lot, and that's what I said at the beginning. There's a lot of deep, rich content there, and um, you know, even just from even literally as funny as it is to say potato method, 
is like, <laughs> it's a slice. It's a cut. It's still it's, funny to me. It's, it's hilarious, you know, like at the beginning, you know, like when you just look at it, it's hilarious. But it, that's yeah. what makes it easy to digest. Yeah. But if you really yeah. like take a moment and step back, it's like, well, shit, you know, like there's a lot being said with that about um, about a lot of things, about body image, about what is Pilates, about... Because it's clear, like, I hope it's clear that I... Yeah, I'm not actually, like, thinking about, like, the actual, like, I don't know, legume, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the nightshade. Like, that's not really what we're, what we're talking about. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, but, like, I think that it could be interpreted, like, all kinds of different ways. Like, oh, she kind of looks like a potato. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. it could be interesting. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, I get it. You know, uh, it, depends, it depends on uh, the viewer. But the medium serves a purpose, right? So Exactly. So, so, if you're, so that's kind of like always the mantra in one's head. Like, you're, like, we're mine, right? Where I'm like, the, the, nothing's random. Yeah. Um, everything is chosen carefully oh, and thoughtfully sure. and, and um, you know, like, if the medium didn't serve its purpose, then it, it would feel random, I guess. Yeah. So, a question yeah. we, we often ask on this podcast and sort of beginning to wrap this all up is, um, what is your goal or your intent or your mission for like every student or every body you have the privilege to connect with, like every student you come <laughs> into contact with, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not like from a body perspective, you know, cause certainly some of them it's like, oh, well, I'm looking to get that hip to move better. Or I'm looking mm-hmm. to get whatever. But there tends mm-hmm. to be an overarching um, goal that yeah. you are sort of wanting to instill or expose the goal, the goal is to get people to, to surprise themselves, always. Mm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that moment is the most really worthy of, of their time, right? Mm-hmm. That moment where you surprise yourself is the moment you learn the most. Absolutely. So I, in, my, in my opinion, right? So, um, like, the, and I think about the moments where, like, I've surprised myself. Are the moments that like were the most interesting and provocative and life changing, um, uh-huh. for better and for worse. You know, like where you surprise yourself and you're like, oh, I'm like actually like way more deconditioned than I thought I was. Like it's all not always like a positive, positive right? Yeah. Like we're not like I'm not like a goop. You know, like we're like live your best life. You know, like uh-huh. also like. Acknowledge that, like, you're fucked up in some ways. <laughs> uh, in in probably more yeah. than some ways. Yeah. And, and lots surprise of your, and, surprise you're a yeah. real human being. Yeah, right. Yeah, be surprised. Be, be humbled. And, and also, obviously, have, like, the moments where you're like, oh, like, you surprised yourself because, like, you, you did something you didn't think you could do in, like, this really amazing, fantastical way and you feel your own humanity and you're you know like you're a human being in the world that like has like flesh and you know those are those that's sort of like what i want people to leave i want them to leave the room going like like i like like i want people to like obsess about their movement 
you know, like, I want uh-huh. movement to not be just, like, a side effect to survival. I want it to, like, shift. Like, you have to move in order to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are you currently practicing in your own movement? Um, really? What I'm really practicing? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it, it changes all the time, but, like, yeah. I think that I'm... Um, in my own physical body or what I'm teaching? Either or, both. Um, I'm trying to try to make, like, make people obsess about their bodies, but, like, not in a in a superficial way. Like, I want people to get really, like, I'm getting really curious about, like, my students being very self-aware of, like, I'm trying to make this the least vague. Like, like, if you are having trouble squatting, I want you to be very worried about that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I want people to, like, be concerned that, uh-huh. that their ranges of motion they cannot do um, and they don't have any pathology that causes them not to be able to do it. Like, we're not talking about the injured and, 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 and you know, we're talking about, like, yeah. like an average healthy young person that cannot hold themselves up and I want them to be concerned mm. mm-hmm. that that is actually not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's losing, what I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> losing <laughs> losing your natural human right to move is, yeah. should be concerning. Yeah, it's like, a big deal. Be like, if you, if you can't pick your hips up from lying down you, I want you to be concerned about that, not because there's a, like you're a bad person, but because yeah. we're. I want pe- I want people to age with grace. Yeah, and, and not just possible. Because you can't, not because you can't do said exercise, but because it's a right. movement right. you should be able yeah. to do. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah. For yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like if you couldn't feed yourself, I want you to be concerned. So if you fell, I want you to be able to get up. Mm. And I want you to be worried about that um, in the best way possible. (laughs) That's what I'm working on. So besides the Pilates Anytime videos you have rolling out this week and probably Mm. next week, you're currently on the (laughs) Anula World Tour. in and out, what sort of 
I've just never really seen it done like that before. I'm sure someone is out there doing that somewhere. No, I'm the first. I'm not I'm probably. <laughs> <laughs> why, what was your thinking behind that? Or like, why, I mean, people want to know all the time of like, how to, how to do this workshop thing or how to do this, get my work um, out there beyond my studio thing. And this is just a different way of doing it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I put my nose down for about 10 years and worked like, I don't think I left my studio for 10 years, almost. Um, and it was sort of like a winding up feeling, like you're winding something up. And the minute I was let out, I, like there was no one who let me out, but like I sort of like let myself out. It was sort of like, like a, like a, like a wind up doll. You're just like, just go, go, go. Like you're hmm. so excited. To, to be somewhere else because like you literally haven't left like the four walls of your studio for so long. Um, so I think that like people kind of got a sense that like I'm, I'm ready to, I'm upwardly mobile now. <laughs> um, and I just got invited, you know, mm-hmm. um, the power of invitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> You know, but, like, I think that it didn't come from, like, it's from nothing. It came from, like, all right, like, I'm wound up now, so then I have something to give. Mm. Um, yeah, like, and then I'll, then I'll retreat. Yeah, and then I'll retreat back and, and you know, wind up again. Um, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think I had anything to say before. Or, like, I didn't have anything cohesive to put together as a workshop until I was just ready to give it. And then somehow magically, people were ready to hear it. Yeah, man, tiny. So what, can expect, what can people expect to hear from you right now at workshops? Like if they come to your uh, workshop, a lot of this stuff to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a bit like less boring. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> this has been anything but boring. Yeah, it was way less boring because they're paying you guys. Oh, you're um, right, right, that part. <laughs> that does make everything more interesting, it's true. So you have to make it more interesting. <laughs> uh, but we, basically all we do in the workshop is try and really just like, you know, like you're good enough, you're smart enough, people love you, um, and then we break down some exercises and we're like, what is this one for? Yeah. Like, we become, like, the student of the exercise all over again. And, like, like have we modified things so much that, like, we're no longer doing anything that, like, remotely is close to the point of this movement, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's always, like, the same kind of exercises in the room. People are always confused by the same one. Yeah. Which makes me believe that there's a need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everybody's like, you know, well, you know, I just, like, I don't get stuck, you know, and I'm like, and we just break it down. And then I think well, you know, if we give it, yeah, if we give, if we break it down enough, you know, then it feels well, less random. It's funny, like, when you, when you said that, you know, and you said, have we modified it to, you know, basically being beyond the point of the exercise, immediately what came to my head is, like, have we modified it? And have we begun to modify several of these exercises in such a way that they just become exercises instead right. of movements? Right. And that's a really interesting um, 
That's a really interesting question. So I'm glad I'm glad you're right. And there's shape, right? That. We're making shape. Yeah. And we're yeah. making shapes with our body. And if we if we stop and look at like what would be the benefit of teaching somebody to make this shape, then you will find new meaning in the exercise or the movement or the shape or whatever you want to call it. But if you're if you're do, if you're just doing a series of exercises, they have inherently no actual meaning. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. But if I teach someone a skill, right, if the skill is to um, extend and rotate, right, then I'm teaching you literally that skill. If I call it swan or if I call it potato, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right? Right. The skill is extension and rotation. Yes. Um, and it, and then you know you can do horseback or whatever it is that you're doing, and you're confused about it. But like I said, you're just teaching people to do this and also do this at mm. the same time. Uh-huh. You're teaching something mobilizes and something stabilizes, and that's the teacher's job, uh-huh. right? That's all. That's our entire job is to teach people what to mobilize, what to stabilize, and how and like to keep breathing. Yeah. And to make and to make a shape with their body for no other reason other than it's a skill that they're gaining. You're gaining another skill. You can turn and bend. You can bend and 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 push. Right? Yeah. It all happen at the same time or not? It all can happen at the same time. We're just just teaching people skills. If they're interested in doing that or not is a different thing. But that's all we're doing. That's what a teacher does. Now, a math teacher teaches skills, like, you know, and your skill is to count and add and subtract. <laughs> you might have not known that before you went to math class, you know what I mean? Like, you were, no one was born, like, knowing the numbers, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, because, again, and maybe, and maybe you were, <laughs> maybe you were born, like, you know, like, like well, yeah, maybe, like, how babies are born. Yeah. yeah, and it's that same semiotics conversation. Yeah. You know, it's like the number is not the thing. It's just a right. representation right. of that. Right. So what you're really teaching is like the thing, and you're just using yeah. some words to describe the thing. Right. Um, right. And so uh, from, from someone who has had the privilege of, of taking several classes and having several uh, interesting conversations with you, anyone who's listening to this podcast right now... <laughs> And sharing lots and lots of food with you. Uh, anyone, anyone who's interested or listening to the podcast right now who is like, should I or shouldn't I take this workshop or what is this about? Go. It, it's a very, it, you're going to learn, you're going to learn something. And your Anula style of teaching is um, some textual, you know, it's just like, here, just do this thing. And it just seems like I'm doing this thing. But at the same time, I'm learning something. <laughs> You know, I'm learning something about my body. It's just a, it's a really, you have a very cool style. It's a good. It's like you did about your right leg in that class. Like I did about my right leg. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have always said my left leg was problem. No. The right, right leg, leg you all met, was messed up, problem. man. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was a very, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. so go. Thank you. Um, wrapping up, uh, a, a, question we're sort of ending this season with is in your opinion or for you what is the future of of pilates mm. you can answer that however you'd like that's an open-ended conundrum if it, if i have everything 
to do about it, right? Um, the future is filled with the cheesiest kindness available. Oh, God, and so awesome. I, I hope that Pilates is just filled with kindness. Um, and it sounds really, like, cheesy because I'm a pretty sarcastic person. It's like the one time I'm earnest is when I'm like, nope. The only way to tackle this situation is with kindness. There's no other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's like, the only time that, you know, like, I'm actually not kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm very, I'm very serious about my kindness. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want that yeah. to be on a t-shirt, Anula. T-shirt, pins, yeah. <laughs> hair clips, scrunchies. You know, I'm just like, Tennis shoes. No, no, no joking around about that. And that's really the only answer to most questions. I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Anula. Yeah, and, it's um, really okay. been great. So much fun. Yeah, this conversation, like I had an idea of where I wanted this to go, and this was like even better. Oh, God. So, yeah. Okay. Thank, thank you for showing up, for being vulnerable and honest and always funny. And I appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. You. Me you. too. Thanks, Anula. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, that's a wrap, kids. Ooh. Wonderful. Yeah, nice. Thank yeah, you. That okay? Yeah, it was beautiful. No, it was, it really. Was like spectacular. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Anula. Okay. Just really, really appreciate <laughs> it. And I didn't even hear you what? eat the sandwich, so you were really quiet about it in this one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was eating sushi, so it's like that. You just kind of slide, slide it. It just slides down. I wanted something less crunchy. Amazing. Understood. Hey, yeah. Anula, um, we do this mm. thing with the podcast where at the end we present like a, a resource uh, for for the listeners. So if there's anything that mm-hmm. you want to point people to, it can be a book, it can be a podcast, an article, it could be a person. Um, uh, we call it our heroes section. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh-huh. a, like a pro tip, like if there's any like one thing you'd like to share, um, you're mm-hmm. welcome to, I mean, this is not obligatory, but we like to ask the guest if they wanted to share well, anything. I find that, that I always go back um, it's so stupid. Although I'm saying anyway, so like I think everybody in their lifetime should listen to um, Prokofiev's Romeo and Juliet. Hmm. Mm. And uh, that's I, I I usually am like, you know what? When in doubt, that's like a good. Like, it, it's just, like, there's something about it that's just so beautiful that, like, you know, I wanted, like, I was like, we will watch Twin Geeks again, you know what I mean? But, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of things that I think people should should invest time in, and that's, like, one of those, like, if you haven't listened to it or if you've ever never seen it dance, maybe, maybe that's, like, on your list. Amazing. Awesome. I think, I think yeah, that's a great... The full the full ballet. If you're going to watch it, Paul, watch the full ballet. And if you're going to listen to it, just listen to the whole thing. It's real long. And then if you're going to do any research on Prokofiev, it's really interesting because um, he died the same day. Uh, they should just Google it. It would be really good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, it's a really awesome. beautiful story. Great. Thank Wonderful. you for that. Perfect. Yeah. 
All right. Thank you so much, friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Anula. Have fun right. in Europe. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, have fun in Europe. I know, right? See you at the PMA. Yeah. See you in October. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, we're feeling pretty positive that you loved that episode. And um, as much as we loved making it, definitely a collision of art and history and potatoes. I mean, who knew the combination could be so perfect? As you already heard, Anula took care of our heroes and pro tip, essentially. So you'll find a little bit more about that in the show notes. And otherwise, you can reach us at thinkingpilatespodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and look forward to the next time. Until then, breathe deep and teach well. All the things that make you sing and tap your lips.